And now, live from the studios of Freedoms Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Here on Declare Your Independence in Springerville, Eager, uh, North, 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 East, 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 Northeastern Arizona, out on the freaking plains of where's the Buffalo? So we're Bob Anderson and I are, are here just hanging. We had a great show yesterday at June's Cafe, and we made a lot of new friends and got to catch up with some old ones. And um, I think uh, we're going to be buttheads there. Well, Bob and I made a bunch of signs. We said, let me show you how to do this. Boom, an hour, gazillion. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? 30, 40 signs. Yeah, you know, a bunch. And uh, it was, you know, support first responders who say no to mandatory shots. I know that one is going to be the thing. I'm, I'm really pushing that one. And uh, they're they're all over it. So it was it was cool. We had a, we had a good time. And uh, we'll be hearing a lot more about Arizona from them, I'm sure. Now, Friday, we go to uh, Scottsdale, uh, Scottsdale gym owner that is like, nope, I'm not closing. Bite me. And so that's going to generate some more. You know, it's that, we're going to, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get some. You know, I'm, I'm having fun here. Uh, this morning, we're going to, first hour at least, we're going to be talking to Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor. You know, Bob and I know Tim well, and uh, he's going to get us all caught up, but Right before we started, he said, uh, Brandy Vaughn, uh, uh, something about, I went and looked up her site, Learn the Risk. is an American anti-vaccination group founded in 15. It's known for its billboard campaigns, making the discredited claim that vaccines, this is Wiki, of course, the discredited, discredited, discredited claim that vaccines are responsible for a large number of deaths of young children. Discredited. That uh, wiki said. All right. So so what happened to her, Tim? Yeah. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, so, if, yeah, so if I back the story up about two and a half weeks, two weeks ago, she was in town for Thanksgiving, in, in town being Phoenix, and she was staying at, at one of the local activists' house here, uh, Tina Marie, who she's uh, you know, a big vaccine activist and uh, is constantly promoting her website, learntherisk.org. And basically, I was going to go down and interview her about two weeks ago then we're like no you know it'd just be better if, you know we do it through zoom because I, I just came back from vegas to stay with aaron kingsley for thanksgiving and i didn't feel like driving another like two and a half hours you know round trip to uh to do that right away so like yeah we'll just do it you know in, in a couple of weeks on zoom a couple of weeks being like right about now so yesterday i ended up getting the a text from tina it's like hey brandy died and, I'm like, and i thought it was sort of shocking because she was just at her house two weeks ago and had nothing wrong and she didn't mention anything being wrong and you know it actually you know affirmed she's not like suicidal and all that sort of how stuff. how old and is then, she uh i mean I, I hate guessing this type of stuff but i mean i would say you know probably late 40s early 50s would be my guess and and she has a nine-year-old son and so that was one of tina's biggest concerns was what's going to happen to her son and now there's there's some woman who nobody really knows who she is and and all of Tina's, you know, huge network of activists that are the ones that are close to Brandy. None, all of them have only one mutual friend on Facebook. Not that that's like the arbitrary, but they're all, it's all a huge, big interconnected web. And now there's some woman that nobody knows who she is that has the kid who's already asking for his GoFundMe money, who then is making really weird statements uh, like, you know, hey, you know, I'm one of Brandy's neutral friends. I'm not an activist. And this is the way that Brandy wanted it. 
And she's like, why would she want her her son being with someone that's a neutral party, not an activist? And you want to put her, him back in school when she's, uh, you know, was an unschooler and, and stuff. And so it's all this weird stuff is going on. But but getting back to Brandy Vaughn, so she was the one who blew the whistle at Merck, and she was a, uh, uh, I believe, a pharmaceutical sales rep there pushing Vioxx, and they had all this. I got apparently. Uh, I'm not an expert on this story but apparently it's she was you know had all these different internal documents or their different meetings where they knew that Vioxx was killing people and then they were still being pushed to sell Vioxx even though there was documented proof that it was killing people and so she blew the, blew the whistle on that and you know it's they've come after her and break people you know broken into her house and all all sorts of different stuff and she was really worried worried about being killed and now she died under mysterious circumstances, and, and apparently, well, I mysterious only... what? De- decapitated? You know, uh, rifle well, shot? I mean, uh, from what? what I mean, from what I mean, from what I heard, I mean, this is you know, very little news is out about this. But from what I've heard is that you know, her son went out to or go get something and came back, and then like her lips were purple or black, and then some neighbor was the one that called nine one one, and and now her sons with some lady that nobody knows and that lady's being you know not very uh brandy it just doesn't yeah. seem like somebody that brandy would, would leave it with and, and apparently you know she's talking about oh yeah and brandy had all these different complications with so and so but you know telling this woman that no, is not in like any circle of anybody and nobody knows who this is it just seems very the whole thing i don't know it seems somewhat fishy that she wouldn't you know tell if anything, Tina, that anything was wrong with her just two weeks ago when she was there for Thanksgiving and said, hey, if, ever, if anything happens, I want you to be the one to take care of my, my son. And there's several witnesses to that. And now this other lady saying that that's what Brandy said to her. And and it's just very. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, I know it's a lot of things. I didn't I that, you know, I. And so anyway, Brandy Vaughn is uh, it has died and she was stopped, the, you know, know the risk and all, all right. Interesting, interesting. Well, I, I guess they're, you know, um, um, should I put a bullseye on top of the love bus? I mean, what are you saying here? You know, I, you know, Hellfire missiles coming. Yeah, I, you know, this is uh, it, that sucks, and we should drill down on it a little bit more and find out what's up. So I go, Donna, you know, uh, Brandy Vaughn, you know, see see what you can keep on the news feed or do a Google. Um, search term report thing or something that they do. Um, yeah, Donna, you got to communicate with us. Is Tim's volume better now? Did she get back to you? Yeah, that's okay. Did. Yeah, so that's good. All right, cool. Said you All might. Right. Said somebody was in the Telegram saying we we're a little low, but Tim was okay. Oh, they wait, wait, wait. They wait. want Ernie louder. They I, want I, louder. I, I was just oh, like, ah, oh, that can't be. <laughs> that well, hell, oh, careful what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah I that. Get, oh, I got to move to the other end of the bus. <laughs> well, hell, the um, yeah, it's you know, God, it's a thing. We're yeah, we're we're drilling in on a lot of the wiring and so on. Bob and I spent a lot of time redoing. Now I, I got to get a new mixer and maybe a new Comrex and a new. And I sent to the network, you know, bring down the music levels, which they fixed at one time, and then it got redone again or something. I, I oh, I've got if I got a, a toy potential toy for you for being mobile on the road. I just got this yesterday, so it's a laptop. It's a dual laptop screen that clips onto my, to a current laptop. But I just I just got this pimped out sixty four gigabyte RAM laptop with six gigabyte video card. So it's got seventy gigabytes of video of RAM in there. And then it's got two uh, screens that, that kind of attach to it super easily, and they pop out. So I've got, I can have three screens basically on the go. That's awesome, but I don't need any more freaking screens. You know? Yeah. Well, this is it, it's, it's like way more compact than the, than your current setup. But yeah, so it's uh, yeah, that might be cool. Pretty, you know, no, it's, it's, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you. All right. Well, you know, send me goodies. We got yeah, I got a lot of stuff I haven't even installed. I got stuff in boxes, man. I mean, damn. Yeah, no, I didn't get it till like six thirty last night. I, I got a black market haircut at seven thirty. With actually, I found a lady that let me go okay. in there without a mask. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. I hear the music in the background, but it's really low. Oh, and you can talk over it. Sounds good. Well, I don't know. We got to, Donna. Let us know because Ian may have turned it down a little bit because it was getting to where you know, damn. Good. All right, go ahead and uh, 
So what are we going to talk about? You know, I'm like 100 pages into this COVID-19, the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab book. I mean, we could kind of... Oh, my God, fucking A. It's all the new world order of this is how and why. That guy is like a Bond villain. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, his book. I, his I would book pay him. It out. It's what? Yeah, I mean, his book just lays out what they're trying to do, and I mean, they they keep using the the quote, the dollar being, you know, the dollar being the world reserve is an exorbitant privilege, and they keep putting that in quotes. And okay, all right, here we're coming back. Here we go. Roads. It's the Ernest Hancock Show, where we're going. There aren't. Donna did it. Donna did it. She says, I got to turn myself up a little bit. Oh, I don't want to hear your whining. Blame Donna. All right, so we're turning that up a little bit. Turn up Tim just a little bit. Bob, what you got? My ears are bleeding. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, Donna, you must continuously communicate with us like every two minutes that the levels are good or the audience is freaking so right now, when the, uh, the music that was coming in, we did this. I need to know now if the volumes are set. So let me know now because I got my finger on the knob now. Okay, so let me know. All right, so she's uh, working on that. Now, Tim Pachote, the LibertyAdvisor.com, it is uh, uh, interesting to me that uh, you have read, you know, as you're wearing your COVID-1984 T-shirt, you know, you've read Klaus... Um, what yeah? You know, what the hell is that guy? You know he is a Bond villain. I would you know he, he should be getting he, he should be getting movie scripts sent to him. You know to be the bad guy. Now he is from the uh, World um, uh, Economic Forum, and they are man the Great Reset. This is where this is coming from. He's like the lead cheerleader for the New World Order of this is how we're going to take COVID and we're going to shove it down your throat. And he's got a book. Well, Tim didn't waste any time reading the book, so he's going. So, how far are you in? How many? How big is that book? How far are you in it? I'm a third of the way into it, but I was already reading another book too while that was going on. So I'm like most. I'm like a lot of the way done. Also with uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman with John Perkins, which you you know him uh, and all, all that sort of stuff. So, but it is kind of amazing to read both. I mean, I feel like I already knew a lot of what was in Economic Hitman just because, you know, the, you know, who I am and everyone I talked with all the time. But, yeah. you know, it is amazing kind of reading both of those books at the same time because of how many, you know, parallels of, of what they're... Okay, what for they're the audience, about. John Perkins, Econ- uh, Confessions of Economic Hitman, he was a college student kind of roped in by the babe that, you know, ooh, you're so pretty and come work for us and he works for rand and all these private corporations that would go around to these developing countries and they go uh let me show you how our oil got underneath your sand or jungle or whatever whatever they had resources and it, it went down to your 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 signature your brains is going to be on this document that we're working a deal and when they say no they either assassinate them they military invade them they uh you know get some other government they do a coup i mean whatever it is they're gonna have somebody in there that's gonna sign some paper saddam hussein says screw you and we're gonna do you know gold for oil or and you're dead you know Gaddafi, we're gonna do gold and you're dead you know i mean this all this other stuff is all bs now what we were talking about um, John Perkins would come on my show on a regular basis, but he kind of went to the left and everything, and it didn't work out that well. So what his whole thing was is that the business of America was business, and we're going to make sure you sign over whatever. Well, what I recognized is the technique starting certainly after the environmental stuff coming to America because this, you know, the, the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix area was bigger than some of these countries' GDP that they were doing. So they're going, hell, man, we're just going to do Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, and L.A. I mean, so there is some many states in America and even cities are larger than the economy of a lot of these countries that they've been doing this to. So they turn their guns back on America, and that's what's been going on. You read Confessions of an Economic Hitman, instead of being Guatemala or Panama or, you know, or Saudi Arabia or whatever, you just say Georgia, Arizona, California. It's the same thing. So that's what, when I started to realize that and making a big deal, you know, the left didn't want him talking to me anymore. <laughs> so anyway, that's the background on him. All right. So Klaus, what's his name and what does he do and who's he? 
so just like you know the brokerage from Charles Schwab, I think it's you know I think it's pronounced the same way. So Klaus Schwab, I I didn't know that until until recently. But anyways, uh, a lot of this your listeners would find it probably interesting on page seventy two. The that part of this subsection is called the fate of the U.S. dollar, and it, you know it goes on to say for decades the U.S. has enjoyed the exorbitant privilege, and that's in quotes, of retaining the global currency reserve, a status that has long been a this is also in quotes, a perk of imperial might and economic elixir, then uh, says the fact that so many countries and foreign institutions want to hold dollars to store value and as an instrument of exchange for trade has anchored its status as the global currency reserve. And for quite some time, analysts and policymakers have been considering a possible and progressive end to the dominance of the dollar. They now think that the pandemic might be the catalyst that proves them right. Their argument is twofold and relates to both sides of the trust issue. And, you know, and basically goes on to say you know, that we've got, you know, huge deficits, you know, and because of, you know, Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security and defense spending and, and the interest on the debt and all this other stuff. And then uh, and then, you know, it goes on to say how the U.S., you know, weaponizes the dollar and uses it against other people. But, you know, he, that that term exorbitant privilege is used over and over and over again. Of course, in the very beginning, there is a chart. I'm trying to skip to it and find it. But anyways, the very, very middle of this web over here it's uh oops i might feel like retarded right now i've got the yeah let's show it. what is going on anyways it says no show it put it back up there okay there you go okay climate action failure is right at the heart of all this and because apparently this entire book what i'm gathering from this so far is that it's one giant problem reaction solution to see, okay, we already, except what they did is they came up with the solutions first, obviously, <laughs> like they always do. And then they figured out, okay, well, how do we get in a cashless society through a central bank digital currency? How do we, how are we able to roll up all these currencies into one and not, and have some greater good issue and not just say it was the systemic problem that it you know, it was a debt-based monetary system that was designed right from the get-go to enslave us. How do we how do we do all these different things and and then you know get the people to submit to us and and it sort of seems like oh well we'll just roll out a pandemic and then we'll have that pandemic be the, the cover to then wait for the reaction from all the people to then get everything that we wanted to do anyways i mean that's what i'm you know from anyone that's you know deep into the game which is just about every single person probably listening or watching this right now it's so obvious what they're doing like they're not even hiding it like anyone that's had any you know, experience watching any James Corbett videos or anything Richard Grove has done or anything that you've done throughout the years. I mean, we'll absolutely know five seconds into, you know, reading this, that this is all a plan. I mean, this book was written in June and, and you know, and how he's able to say so many things definitively. I believe he's also, I've heard people say he's a Bilderberg Steering Committee, uh, the head of the Bilderberg Steering Committee. So maybe he took that over from Henry DeCastries. Then also was, uh, you know, chair of the world economic forum i think bill gates is like one of the major funders of that that's sort of like a big davos economic think tank and uh it's yes i mean this guy's a top level globalist i mean it goes without saying that he looks and sounds like a bond villain <laughs> i mean even the first hundred pages i mean all the stuff that they admit in here and are talking about is you know yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rely on having all your money in the dollar forever. I mean, after I mean, when well, their you know, solution is going to be what? You know, they want what is it they're advocating for? Well, I'm not at I'm not at that point right now, but I mean, it, it's just setting the stage where I'm at currently is that the dollar is that they're going to try to phase that out of being the world reserve currency because the dollar has been you know do they used. advocate what the world reserve currency is going to be i haven't gotten to that all right we're getting to that we'll come back in just a little bit we'll talk about the, what's going on economically now and the lockdowns of and the mood of the people and what's happening the temperature the liberty advisor.com all right hopefully we got the sound levels and everything done gosh so f***ing annoying all right so when we come back um well that, that's a really funny segue because that uh the commercial that was running was the importance of using your language and you're going to be judged by your language and then you're like oh like, as soon as you come back it is it is hard and i hate having to worry about what to say and then you're running everything else and then there's some audio i had a problem <laughs> last week where i forgot to start 
the audio for the YouTube people, but I'm like, well, you shouldn't be watching the YouTube anyways. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, on, on our ass. All right, Dominion. Here, here's the meme. You know, it goes, uh, Dominion, definition. The power or right of governing and controlling. Sovereign authority. Two, rule, control, domination. Three, a territory, usually a considerable size in which a single rulership holds sway. Four, lands or domains subject to sovereignty or of control. Five, government, a territory. I mean, you know, it goes on and on. So they name their voting thing Dominion. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> they're always in your face with what they're doing, man. I, I, always. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right. Are you paying attention to all the ouch, quit it, Trump, Biden thing? I mean, not really. I mean, I, I was paying attention, you know, four years ago when everybody else should have been. So, you know, all these Monday morning quarterbacks that want to act like they've got the answers to everything when they were all, you know, I, I mean, everyone that's, you know, trusting the plan right now. And I know this is not like Dr. Frank's camp necessarily, but there's other people out there that think that this is all part of the plan. Well, America's going to get a good lesson in how corrupt the courts are and how corrupt the entire process is. And, but, you know, the problem is they're being all Judas goaded into, oh, we'll just, you know, go into parlor and go into all these other Dan Bongino owned properties. And that's just the answer to everything. So, uh, yeah. And then they'll, then I'm sure in all these other places will get co opted, like One American News. I'm sure eventually Newsmax or whoever else. I mean, so it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, the people that didn't that didn't foresee this coming to begin with, you know, shouldn't be the ones that people look to of having all the answers. But I, I'm not seeing any big. I don't think it's part of the. I mean, I think didn't Supreme Court of uh, just reject hearing Pennsylvania or something? Yeah, they won't hear the PA uh, argument. No, nah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we're yakking it. Okay. Yeah, go to the freaking archive. <laughs> we get all the extra. You know, the one thing is that we um, uh, the streaming is something we really, I think we're going to have to order some uh, new equipment and wiring and different stuff because, you know, this just, uh, we're, we're, we're getting it set, you know, the power thing, we're getting set up, the audio, you know, streaming and so on, we're fine, but the actual video and live stream, we're finding, you know, different compression things we're going to have, you know, stuff to make it work. Or this is what this trip is about, you know, is getting on the road to find this stuff because other people need to do it. Like Luke, when he does it, it's uh, he's recording it and then he's transmitting it. It's not the same as doing live, you know. So and Tim, you're doing live stuff and you're looking to go into your fifth wheel trailer of whatever. How you doing on that? Well, I mean, sort of the big push was to try to get something before the Red Pill Expo, but now that that's come and gone, I mean, I don't. There's really nothing on the horizon besides, you know, maybe like Pork Fest. So I've sort of slowed that down because I. Busy out here working right now. I've been, you know, super busy with work, luckily, and lots of good things going on. But the big push was, you know, this summer doing all these different things. So now, you know, I'll probably be, you know, probably next year looking. And I'm, I'm trying to decide between getting land first or get or or a house or getting I and mean, where that should even be. Well, where do you solid. think? Bob and I have been touring the state here looking at land. I mean, that's one of the I'm things. Also trying to, I'm also trying to see where, where you guys end up too and before I make a decision. You know, I tell now. you, this is what it's coming down to. Um, a lot of the nice places up here like Obergard and Sholo and, you know, uh, north of Prescott and around, you know, all these places, they're like business of be a booming. You know, there are a lot of people doing the same looking looky see. What they're not getting a lot of tra traffic in, and what I want to look at and have Donna, 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 Donna looking at, is that that it's uh, raw land. Because I don't really, I don't really want infrastructure. I don't need you know the tentacle of the man coming in and you know I got your water, your gas. Like up here, uh, it was called Clay Springs, nice place. You know, it's kind of, you know, you know, Lone Prairie uh, people. And now you got mansion and a junkyard next to each other, you know, which I just see freedom. So I'm uh, that's cool with me. But they we brought in Internet and they brought in the gas line. And they brought in the sewer line. And they brought in the power line. Pick us. And I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, so they're missing what I'm looking for. So hopefully we might be able to find something. Yeah, behind White Tanks there, over where Vulture Mine Road is, up uh, on the other side. On the other side, on the West Valley of Phoenix, there's a mountain range. 
On the other side of it is a river. Between the mountain range and the river is Sun Valley Parkway that they built back there decades ago for future development of Del Webb of someday we're going to, we just bribe politicians to build us a highway to nowhere. Okay. So they got that out there. Well, that is where I think Gates and them is, you know, going to do their smart city of we rule you. And they have that back there. I'm like, man, I don't want to be on that side. On the other side of the river is uh, you got a you know water table that's way high. I mean, you know, so it's easy to get water. And, uh, and it's kind of Lone Prairie. It's what Cave Creek and Carefree were 20, 30 years ago. So I'm going, yeah, that has some interest. It has a terrain that I like, but it's lower desert. So it's going to be hot in the summer, but, you know, that's, you know, the way it is. Then um, you get up on Yarnell, you go Wickenburg, which is north of that, and you get up on the hill where you go to Prescott and so on. There's a lot of farming land up there, and it gets kind of a dusting of snow, a little bit of snow. It's not, you know, it's cold, but it's not like, you know, oh, my God. So um, you have that. And that has a lot of open land. But this land all belongs to certain families that have been here since forever and passed down to kids and whatever, and they're trying to make bank on it. So we're looking at that. That's good. You get up to where Adam is, Ash Fork and stuff like that, that's coming to go in concern. Now, there's a lot of people starting to move up there, but they don't have any water. So they got to deal with the water thing. Well, then uh, we get over into on the Mongolian Rim. You know, up in there, there's a lot of places. But it's the Politically, they're being attacked. And we were talking to a lot of the people. The feds want to get the water. They want to have control environmental of the wolves of you're not allowed to be on the land. Everything is being, and they're starting to see it. They're starting to call themselves, yeah, we're conservative, Republican, libertarian. Libertarian, libertarian. They don't know what the hell to call themselves other than libertarian when they want to be left alone. Okay, so they're all libertarians now, right? So the thing is, is that you go, all right, well, what do you think we've been telling you? And Bob ran for Congress twice in that district up there. Even though he's from down here, you can you don't have to live in the district when you run for Congress. So he, a lot of people don't know that. So he's up there. We've been screaming this. Well, now we're in a situation to where the desert, unimproved desert, because of technology, starts to look attractive. And it may be a lot cheaper. And if we do that, I don't want it to be a hippie commune. It's just we buy a bunch of land. Everybody just gets their own thing, and you got a community. And uh, so I'm, we're between now and this summer, but when we come back to Jackalope, oh, and now they all know about Jackalope up there. You know, a woman that I've been interviewing since a fire back in 02, one of my first shows in 03. She's one of the ranches up there. You know, at, at there they have those two little um, cabins that are like tough sheds that they rent. You know, the hunters that's up there by Jackalope. They own that. That's their family. You know, and they have one of the ranches up there. So they're like, no, no, we want you to come up here. We'll pick a place. <laughs> you know, so I'm going, okay. So when we find a community that wants freedom-oriented, leave-me-alone-ism people, there may be more than one, one in the desert, one up in the cool for the summer, and then we'll pull the trigger. Because it's people like you. we got a lot of people. I think it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that people committed to. Ernie, you, you find it, let me know. Let's rock and roll. So we're going we're gonna to make a thing out of it. That's something for Donna to get, get busy on. But I want to get unimproved so I don't have all these permits and tentacles of the man. I mean, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, no, like you said, I mean, it's trying to find that, you know, perfect place because there's always trade-offs. Like you mentioned, like these places have water and these places don't have water and these places have it. And then looking at the place of their day and like, oh, well, this place, you know, there's a prison right by there. So you don't want to, you know, the whole town is just a prison down in Florence. So, you know, you don't want to look there. And so I've been looking all over the place. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot, a lot of concerns. But, I mean, a lot of it is... I want to be within like at least a couple hours of my kids and have a backup place to go to and I don't I don't know I'm just trying to struggle between if I get an RV and if I should go you know class A or class C or fifth wheel or I don't know I'm just like all over the place right now and and then luckily I mean I'm, I'm so busy right now with work just trying to do that because the big impetus to travel was this summer leading up to you know or use like an RV as a my summer home and then I'm trying to think do I want to get a place that's up a little bit up up north and and then and then have and then travel down to phoenix or do i want to be out, outside of phoenix and try yeah I, and it's i'm just sort of like you guys i mean a little bit all over the place i'm open to to anything you know i think that I, if i was to do it again i get a big ass uh double pop out couple of year old nice you know uh bob's son one of his sons got this triple axle freaking 38 foot 
40, no, 44 foot. I mean, it's enormous fifth wheel. And that thing has a double pop-out, you know, on the side. So the living room's enormous. It's got a pop-out for the bedroom, pop-out for the kid. I mean, this thing is huge with a uh, dually pickup truck pulling. So he's good. He can go where he's just going. He he, he got he, he tested positive for the Rona. So he goes, so I get two weeks off? Cool. I'm going hunting with my five-year-old son. <laughs> you know, now, seriously. Now how... how- easy would it be able to get something like that into like jackalope or, or trying to you know do more uh uh i forgot we call it like like dry boondocking you know they have different ones that you can get and they're more and more being developed for exactly that right now we uh went to um yesterday after or no before the day before yesterday uh when we went up to june's cafe the night before we had just enough light to run up to jackalope baca meadow up there take a look and see if there were you know like you know broken down transmissions or oil all over the place or something you know we said see what's up and it's all cleaned up everything looks good and so on we just want to check it and um it was um, light enough that we could do some drone and everything. And I'm going, that one dip when you first go in, would the bus make it in there? And I'm going, yeah, because I remember Greg and Verda, they had their big, you know, 35-whatever RV was back there the first year. If you come in from the Heber side, it's not that bad. So I'm, um, I'm thinking this is going to be the future. If we all wind up on somewhere, it's going to be and start a building. Crimes of the Crown. Like, yeah, it was... Um, uh, well, then a, it gets into can you even just have a fifth wheel and have some land and where can, where can you even do something? See, like that's that. a, that's my point. That's what I'm looking for, and that's what I'm talking to these communities about. Cochise County, if you do that, which is southeastern Arizona on the border of uh, you know not my first choice, and there is a group there, a, a, a husband and wife called the Green Dream Project, and they are doing earth bags, and it is. You know, coffee can by coffee can filling these bags. That's how she wants to do it, damn it, because that's how I want to do it. So they're building. Sounds like a mar- sounds like a marijuana company or something. The Green Dream Project. Right, <laughs> right. So they they did use an excavator to dig these three holes, you know, in a trench, and then the rest of it is wheelbarrow and shovel, and it's all by hand, and it's amazing what they're doing. Well, they came on the show last year, and we were yakking with them and so on. So we have two 16-foot domes that Bob and I are going to go down there and put. We're going to do it on this trip, but they, I don't know, they don't have Internet that good, and they check their email once a week or something like that. And uh, so when they check, oh, man, we missed you, but we'll come. So we may go down there next Thursday. Well, we set that up with them, and they have the ability to you get a permit from the the county to not get any permits whatever the hell that means. So they go in and say, yeah, I'm going to do All right, here, you got the waiver of you get to do whatever you want. And you pay your bribe up front. I'm sorry, what? You, you pay your bribe up front. You know, so it's it, they get theirs. But, you know, <laughs> so they use composting toilets. They do rainwater collection, which has got Bob's interest, got a big, you know, um, cistern, all that kind of stuff. So um, they are doing that. And they're living in an RV as they're, you know, building this. And we've had, there's a bunch of different shows that we've done, you know, uh, Life Uncontained that use containers that they've turned into a house. That's been really cool. Uh, a Wild and Wonderful Off-Grid, which is a family that built an A-frame that they, you know, from the ground up for a couple of years. We've been watching them and they're about done. And um, so, yes, you can do it. And it will be done if you get the man out of your face. I'm wanting to see because this is part of all this. Um, it's a big if. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all this the Great Reset thing. And part of that Great Reset is you're not allowed to be left alone. You're, you're not allowed to be out there being an example of I don't need you using crypto, for God's sake. I mean, you know, this is what they don't want. So I need to make them, like I always do, make them say it. I want them to say it because Bob is constantly living in control of, well, if I do that or I got to worry about that or now they're taxing, you know, storage containers on your land. You didn't get a permit. Or, you know, I mean, it's just becoming a thing. And I go, I'm not going to live like that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I need to find a place. And, and then once we do it, then the resistance comes. And that's what's happened up in Ash Fork. So it started with Adam. And then these other guys get there and they started giving them crap. And they all came. Finally, they go, look, the county says, we're not going to bother you unless we get a complaint. Well, that's always it. It's just that them complaining. They'll come out. Oh, we got a complaint that we, yeah, bullshit. You drove by they and you're the one. Their own complaint thing in the box. Exactly. Then- you know, and it's just, so I'm going, really? 
I don't even want you to have the power, the authority, the ability forever. So we got to work on that. And that's, you know, what we're our due diligence on this. And this while we're here until at least mid-January and we start pushing back on all of this stuff, I'm going to make it. Please, the crown can I occupy my own land, you know, and this is a by initiative or we do newspapers or I got to make Arizona be thinking this way, because if they're not, then they're just going to be another tyrannical whatever the hell. And there's only 16 percent of the land is in private hands anyway. So it's it's. It's jacked up. So that's what we're working on. All right, hey, here we're coming back. All right, I was going to say something to Tim. Sticker, flyers, banner. Right. Hey, Tim, Remote when you're talking about boondocking, my boy, that's what he's specializing in is doing RV solar contests. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. Freedom is the answer. What's the question? I want to break free. You're listening to Ernest Hancock. I want to break free. Uncovering the secrets, exposing the lies. You know, that's what uh, Tim Pichot's getting in this book, man. They want to do it. The dollar's going to crash. They're going to make sure. You know, they're going to go to, you know, purple digital money or something. You got to turn in your script and get your script of the got script. And I'm going, so that's why we're starting to see like Monero's taking a big shoot up now. You know, they're all going to start ratcheting up the cryptos. Oh, did it? And uh, so I got an edge alert, you know, you know, pre, it's 133 now or something. I think I bought okay, it yeah. like in the 60s or something like that. So, you know, I, it's good to see my wallet go way up. If I'd had a boatload more, it'd be way up. <laughs> and I just, you know, I'd buy me a state. But the, um, uh, but I, I use it in commerce. I mean, that's the whole point, you know, and, and with the guys and everything, we, we deal in crypto. And with crypto and with the technology of solar and with battery technology coming in, and with communication and Starlink, we are extracting ourselves from the government and regulated authorities and the ability to live a you know a a nice life out in the lone. All of a sudden, the blank desert you know start just looks like a pallet that you can do whatever you want. That's what they them those are concerned with. They want to get you off the land. That is the ranchers, the farmers, the miners, the people, the rural people. You know, you know, uh, cow farting has got to stop. I mean, you know, whatever the hell they're doing. And uh, it's been yeah, – Bob and I got a lot of stories and stuff we'll talk about in the next hours. But where, you know, your clientele, as they're coming to you and they're going, Ooh, you was right, Tim. Now's the time. You know, and what are you doing for them? What, what's your big secret? Well, there's no big secret because there's always – People are trying to do different things, and, and not everybody is a anarcho-capitalist, and they all have different desires and goals and what they're trying to do. So it's, all, I mean, every day it's you know something different. And some people want to go and buy a home right now that's you know really expensive, and you know there's and they want to figure out how they can do so with Bitcoin. And some of these people are still, I mean, actually, I would say overwhelmingly almost all of them are very bullish on where Bitcoin is going. So they're not trying to sell because they think, okay, this is a Ponzi and I'm getting out and I got in for, you know, a thousand or or $5 or a dollar and now I want to get out at 20000 A lot of it is, hey, you know, we've got a comfortable life now that's way more than I ever needed. And, you know, if we, you know, hey, I want to get that house, but how do we get the house and not have to sell Bitcoin and or and how can we do so creatively and, how can we do so? So the big banks, you know, let us buy the home. And so I'm, you know, working on some things like that for some people. And it's, and then you got other people with more legacy type concerns. Then there's other people who, uh, you know, are looking to leave the country or people that are looking to be sovereign citizens. I mean, I mean, that's probably the wrong word to use, but I mean, I'm not really advising people on that because that's not really my wheelhouse. Uh, but one quick thing I wanted to bring up for what we were talking about over the break is this an article that I saw yesterday and it's 56% of Americans now say they would live in a tiny home. And so you've got, you know, over half the country saying they're going to want to live in a tiny home. And then they're going to find out, they're going to be oh, wait, we're not even allowed to live in a tiny home because it doesn't meet all the different, you know, square footage type county requirements of, you know, you're not allowed. And I think, if anything, Americans are going to get, I mean, it's all, you know, too, probably too little too late. But we're at this point where they are going to realize that they don't, you know, how the dominion voting machines work and and how the judicial system is corrupt and how the police are corrupt and how the uh 
you know, just every single level of this. And oh, wait, you're not even allowed to go live on your own piece of land somewhere. I mean, that was sort of a big surprise to me that you're not allowed to just, you know, go out and do this stuff. But I, I think it does show that change is, is out there when you've got, you know, and, and it's just amazing how Ernie's always at the forefront of all this stuff of, you know, wherever you're at, uh, you know, five years later, everyone else seems to, you know, get the uh, get the message with, with, with a lot of this stuff. You know, the reason is, I tell you, this is this is how. If you look at philosophy, you can see where things are going. I mean, it's, it's really obvious what's going to happen. You know, you, in, humanity wants to just, you know, be left alone. Who's not leaving alone? How much are they willing to put up with? For what convenient? Blah, 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 blah. But the, it, it, it's always based on, you know, they want to act in what they perceive to be their self-interest. Once they realize that government, the net benefit or disadvantage of even having them around, whatever that, you know, Bob and I were talking about, we were talking about last night, we'll be talking about it next hour. But, you know, the main thing is, is that, you know, there's a IQ store score. We got to come up with intelligence quotient. That is not just how fast your processing speed is or how much algebra, you know, it's, you know, the minimum requirement is to keep on keeping on that you can, you know, uh, add to your life and that of your family and your community and your, the people want you around that your existence is tolerated. I mean, what is that based on? And it's a non-aggression principle, leave people aloneism. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of smart people are like, Oh no, I'm so smart that I need to tell you how to live. And I got, well, you're, you're an idiot. Your IQ just went down the, you know, freaking get the hell out of my face. And Bob puts it really well. He's going, you know, it, that IQ, that 100 average thing is a bell curve. I mean, you have half of the people below that and half of the people, you know, over here. And, and it's uh, moving. Yeah, well, the first half don't didn't make it over the hill, man. They're, you know, they're, they're not going to make it, you know. Yeah, and, they, went, they went and became cops. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? They said, yeah, they went and became cops. Right. You know, this is, you know, this guy. Well, I remember it was in the 90s. Vince Soprenowitz made a big deal. out. It was in Connecticut. There was a case to where a guy and his friends went to uh, be uh, state patrolmen and uh, uh, state police. Smart. And you were too smart. And they said, how come I didn't get what the hell? And he sued for them to tell. Him. He said, because you were too smart. We need people not that smart to do what they're told. And I'm going, holy crap. I made him say it. Okay, because he was pissed off that his stupid friends got in. He goes, well, because they were stupid, dummy, you know. So this is um, I'm not so worried about how smart someone is. It's about how much they're an ad to humanity. Being smart and want to enslave me and my children doesn't make me feel any better. You know, I'm going that doesn't that doesn't do it for me. So we're looking at. You know, the minimum job requirement for being a human being. And because I remember in Dances with Wolves, the big deal was, you know, the attainment of the, the Sioux in that movie was to be a human being. And they had definition for that. You know, well, these are not human beings, as I would define it. They want to, they're parasites. So once people realize that, they're going to, their tiny house out in the middle of the nothing. And they got, well, I'll just get sold. I'll just get this. And I'll just, no, they're not going to let you. But I don't know. They want you to be in a shipping container with the Matrix Gruel coming out, everything a body needs, in the middle of a town next to a light rail system. That's what they want. And I'm going, man, and then when they need to get rid of you, and you're done. And you'll be renting that shipping container, too, from them. So Absolutely. So, this, so a lot of your clients and so on, are they looking to be free? Or are they looking to be, you know, well, manicured lawns? Or are they, you know, what's their mindset? I mean, there's not one overall arching theme, but I mean, most of them are freedom oriented. I mean, the overwhelming majority of them. And I just actually just lost one of my first clients uh, I ever got actually was a uh, guy that was a, a pharmacist and he got sick of seeing all my bullshit and all my you know, anti-vaccine posts. So he uh, so he pulled the plug the other day and it was one of the first clients I ever had. But, you know, I, I think at this point I've got like maybe two liberal clients left. Like they've all I've. I've already, you know, pissed off basically every single one, which is great because now I don't have to worry about what I say, even though like you did. obviously I'm in this position because I didn't worry about what I said to begin to begin with. But you know, it's really, you know, Michael McGillicuddy just started working with me, and uh, you know, he's been you know a big ad, and I've got another guy that's helped me out with some other website stuff behind the scenes and, and helping me post and helping me do a lot of the BS that I don't feel like doing. So we're getting him all trained up, and John and I are coming, and we're you know pimping the email list now so we had our and oh and i started using this 
technology called uh, the website is muse.ai i've got nothing to do with the company or anything but what it is is instead of i'm now basically pimping my email list and my and my website and then on my website i'm going to have videos from this player on there that's uh and then also you know have it backed up on your know, library and bit shoot and on my own server as well so you know, so so that way. Yeah, you know, that's the infrastructure. For- We're working with Kingsley and uh, Content Safe and uh, Richard Groves Group and everything because I'm not doing this if I got to be on somebody else's platform. They're going to have to pull from me. So yeah. we're doing the IPFS nodes that they're pulling from that we're loading from that instead of me going and linking the stuff that we put on their platform. I'm not playing that game. That's how we got to where we are now. You know, so we're doing it different. And uh, S&P 500 and Dow Jones all-time record highs. So those are... Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, we knew we were going to beg you to do the next hour anyway because we haven't let you well, talk. No, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do the next I've got uh, something for my daughter to do. All right. Well, hold on because we'll go ahead and talk in the break here a little bit. Get it in the archive because we've got some other questions for you. But the uh, we'll, we'll share when we come back. So it's going to be Bob and I and our experiences on this trip. Some of the stuff that we've done, the places that we've gone, you know, what we're looking for. Well, Bob's the guy because he's been living out in Lone Prairie off the grid for, God, 15 years or something or more. So it's, uh, you know, he knows what to look for. Well, we're going to share with you when we come back. You guys stay right there. Sorry we didn't get into more detail about stuff. We got a little bit of Liberty Advisor in there. No, that's uh, that's, that's fine. I mean, I've. Uh, you know, just went to. I think like I just went to bed, so I'm super tired this morning. <laughs> so, so tell me about um, you and uh, John Snyzen. I love John. I just like you and John together. That just seems a rip roaring good time. I, I'm, you know, I, I, where do I subscribe to that? What is that? The Tim and yeah, John. Well, show. if you go to timandjohnshow.com, we're uh, still building it out, but it's good enough for right now, and it's uh, you know getting better and better. Okay. Well, yeah, you go there, and we've got, and we should have. There should be an email pop-up list, so you might have to. Uh, and, and now we're I'm building it again. This is like rough draft number one of what the site is, but you know, it, but now we've got all the individual shows have their own page, and then we have you know non YouTube links that are up there in terms of how to get stuff. And we well, have who the, does your graphics? Bridge. What's up? You know these pictures. You know who does your graphics? Are you in a spacesuit and shit? Uh, this, this guy, Zach, who is a listener of ours and he's not even a graphics guy and he just, you know, figured it out. And, and I was telling him kind of like how Josh does it, but he came up with this other graphic where it's the federal reserve and there's, uh, you know, all these B-17 no, bombers no, I'm looking dropping B-52, B-52. Yeah. I don't, I'm not an expert on stuff. Then they're dropping, dropping money on the, over the federal reserve with like really dark ominous skies. And so that looks you know pretty cool, but you know, we're just still, well, how much does he it, charge or he just loves you? Oh, uh, well, initially he was volunteering and I was like, Hey man, we, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want you to do for me. So, you know, I'll shoot you, you know, 10 bucks an hour to, uh, but he's, you know, a big fan and listens to everything we do anyways. And he'll be listening to this. And so thank you, Zach, for all the help. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to take advantage of you because you're doing a lot of stuff for well, us. I want to take advantage of him. How much do I got to pay him? Where's yeah. that guy? Let's do it. Well, first let's get all, get our stuff done, but he's, you know, helping me upload. No, stuff. no, no. I don't give a shit always- about you. I want me, 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 me. How do I get? So you're telling me that you're keeping this guy from me so that he can do my stuff or he can do it for you at a lower cost. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Tim's exploiting you. He's exploiting yeah, you. I'm giving, I'm paying, I'm paying, I'm, no, I'm, I'm paying him now. And I just bought him a, pay more. You know, a, a nice, a nice, com- nice computer. So I'll give him bigger computer. <laughs> well, you come with, this is what I need is this kind of stuff. Help me out, man. All right. Well, I mean, it's I've been I've been training him, so we're getting him all getting him all trained up on different different things. So, so that do I pay you? To come to you. So I pay you for training him. Is that it? Is that how we were doing? Well, they, you can pay me by you know having your listeners go to the LibertyAdvisor dot com. The LibertyAdvisor dot com. Okay. They, they well, we've got your shit and... all over you know the website. So you know, damn. You know the um, uh, oh yeah, our traffic like tripled in the last. It first it like tripled, then it like tripled again, and it's it's going and I I know what it is, you know. So everybody looking for something in the suggestion of, and I get a lot of wow, your site, yeah, it is. And I go, I don't know what the hell you guys have been waiting on, and uh, we had a meeting with um, 
Grove and his autonomy guys, and we went through Content Safe, which is the back end of them, which is kind of doing what we're talking about. We control. See, my thing is, is I, I know, yeah, I could do my, yeah, I could do library. Derek and I talked to Jeremy Kaufman. We talked to Bill Ottman of Mines. We talked to, uh, you know, Kingsley and all these guys. And I'm just like, I'm not interested until I am the source of the data. Now, Kingsley said, yeah, we'll work with you guys. And I'm like, boom, you're my new best friend. So we're doing, um, you know, get all the streaming stuff and the embedding and all that kind of crap they're doing. But the main thing is, is I need an API or RSS feed of some kind that comes from our IPFS servers, that that is the hub and the pinning and seeding of all the networks and everything that's out there. And then it populates our platform from the fields that are used to, you know, fill in the headline and the, you know, the videos and all that kind of crap. They do that. And content providers, because that means that Donna just uploads to our own IPFS node, and whenever it's got connection or whatever, it's transmitting and doing when I don't got to worry about it. I'm going to sit there and watch spinning wheels for the rest of my life on multiple platforms, you know, and which is what Content Safe is working on. So that's what we're doing. And I'm just like, when that gets done, you want to see Ernie pimping and what? You're being a, you know, a pain in the butt on that. Here we go. And that's yep. and be able to do it mobile, you know, like this. And, oh, my God, I get a Starlink on top. It's over, man. So you go like this. You go, you know, why is Ernie always five years ahead or something? It's because of exactly this. I know what I need. I know what the chinks in the armor are against these bad guys. I want to bypass them and go past it. So all of a sudden, everybody's like, ooh. I didn't make the uh, video of the the band guys and everything because I was busy grandkids or whatever. But um, So you said they were talking about IPFS again. What are they going on about? Oh, yeah. So we're talking about Union of the Unwanted. But, you know, Richard Grove was there. The guys from Content Safe were there. Jeremy Kaufman was there. Kingsley. Uh, actually, was it Kingsley or was it Aaron? Uh, I, think, I think Aaron was there to represent Float on that particular day. And... Basically, a lot of the stuff that you were just talking about, we were, we were bringing up, and I had mentioned, you know, for uh, you know, I'd mentioned mentioned you, you know, a few times, and uh, they were bringing up IPFS without me, and I was mentioning how it should be coming from our own servers and pop. So, I mean, I, I got your message out for you as sort of like your uh, thank delegates, you. thank surrogate. you, thank so, you. So that way, you you didn't have to be there. So we got you know that that information out. The the union of the wanted. So just so your listeners know, what that is is uh, you know Ricky Verandas started this which you know he's friends with sam tripoli and charlie Ripple effect, and, tinfoil hat jason burmas luke you know jailbert griffin's been on there um you know it's all the major content provided by dozens of content providers that have been and eh, not you and they go well we got to go to another platform i go i want to slap all y'all this is how we got yeah. here you know, just, oh, it, it's so infuriating. So I just, I hate, you know, oh, everybody take a shot of whiskey. Here comes Ernie again with IPF. Yeah, let me uh, invite you onto the Telegram because, I mean, I'm not, like, super active in the Telegram, but I've seen that, you know, a lot of people are talking about flow and IPFS and pulling from IPFS. And this guy, I don't know him, but he, he seems to be the most active on trying to get, basically implementing what you are talking about is this guy, Midnight Mike ODM or something like that. And he's always talking about exactly what you're talking about so all right I mean, i'll do it, that yeah put me on because i yeah. yeah i'll give you that i'll, I'll figure out how to give you yeah, the get, get, or find that. out whoever whatever and yeah get me on that I, yeah. i'd look at that because i but fortunately we already got it kind of going with that just you know kind of give it some street and they don't need me doing it they'd rather it come from them anyway which is fine because that's what when we talk to kingsley i'm going look if you'll work with Derek on this and we'll set the formatting for it. Boom. So when content's safe, we're talking with Matthew. I think it's Rainer, I think. And I talked to him, you know, years ago when they first started doing this stuff. And uh, but they're remember they're doing their own thing. And I go, no, it's IP. It has to be the content providers. Own. This is the way Bob and I thought the internet was going to go in the mid '90s. Remember that? You know, it was yeah. us supplying it. It was our servers. The World Wide Web took that away. You know, they, oh, we're in charge of it now. And you come through, uh, you know, Bill Gates. And I'm going, this is the problem. I don't give a shit how great and wonderful all your crap is. But if you're on, they're going to push the button. They already have. You think they're not going to do it again? Oh, they, oh they're done? They're, they're going to get your DNS servers. They're going to get, you know, the ISPs of what they can afford. I mean, they already are. I just want to slap people for being just openly stupid. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, or they're there? gonna, or they're gonna brand Yvonne yet. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, it could have been. All right, we gotta go. We're coming back. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you next week, man. Yeah, see you guys.